This is Open to Hope Radio, featuring Dr. Gloria Horsley and her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley, coming to you on behalf of the Open to Hope Foundation, dedicated to those who are looking for hope after loss. Now, here's Dr. Gloria. Welcome to Grief Relief. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley. Um, my co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley, uh, will not be with us. She had uh, previous something previously going on today, so I'm going to do it solo here. But I have a very interesting guest today. His name is Stephen Boone, and he is an artist and a photographer, a traveler, a writer. He does fabulous art, and he's in wonderful Santa Fe, New Mexico, has an art gallery there. If you've ever been there, it's incredibly charming and very delightful. And he has written an award-winning book called A Heart Traced in the Sound, Sand. And in that book, he recalls his experience uh, with death and dying of his wonderful daughter, Naomi. And um, it's a very heart-rendering book, and I'm going to be interested in talking to Stephen about it today. Welcome to the show, Stephen. Well, thank you, Gloria. It's good to be here. Well, your book, as I said, is such a, a heart-rendering book, and uh, talking about Naomi and her struggle um, with cancer. You know, um, another person, uh, what kind of cancer did she have? She uh, was diagnosed with Ewing sarcoma, which is... Uh one of the worst cancers a, a person can have, and it, it typically strikes young people, juveniles especially, who are uh, living in bodies that are growing quickly, and the cancer takes uh, advantage of the growing body. And uh, typically it starts in a bone somewhere and spreads to the lungs and brain. Right. Yeah, very tough. You know, um, I am not totally unfamiliar with this. Do you know David Morrell, the author, the one who did Rambo? No. Yeah, uh, David Morrell. He wrote all the Rambo series. His uh, son died of uh, Ewing sarcoma, and um, he wrote a book about it called Firefly, and we've uh, had him on and wow. know him. Yeah. Um, one doctor described uh, this cancer as the great white shark of uh, childhood cancers. And it's a real tough one because as uh, David Merrill's son, as with Naomi, they go on and do their youthful things and they fight it and they get, have all sorts of treatments and go in and out. And it's a, a couple of year process, right, if you get it treated, but it's it's terrible. Yes. Uh, well, we we've, unfortunately, it was caught late and it had it, uh, it already done a lot of damage. But she did, uh, because of her spirit and... Basically, the intensity of our efforts, she lived another two years, and we had hope that she was going to be a miracle child, you know? that Of course, of course. And she was a miracle child. I mean, reading about her, I, I have to tell you, I did cry when I read about high school graduation. Yeah, I still have photographs of her high school graduation and her in her gown and cap and a big smile on her face, and uh, it's very poignant for me because... In many ways, she graduated from life with, with honors. And talking about her going to the prom, that was so dear. Yeah. Yeah, one, the, uh, uh, the captain of the uh, high school soccer team, who was a valedictorian, took her. Yeah, it was really sweet, and talking about her. At that point, she was bald and, and wore a scarf over her head, and she 
kind of hobbled out of the house with a weak leg, but she really couldn't be kept down or kept back. Yeah, Actually, she, she asked him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she was an, an amazing girl. <clears throat> now, I, I wanted to talk to you a little bit uh, about the alternative treatments and all that kind of thing. One of the things you just said, uh, you know, we're speaking to people on the show that have lost children and um, and lost family members to cancer. And one of the things that you've already come up with that I know is hard for people is we found it late. Uh, people feel that so often that uh, if they could have only gotten it earlier, you know, the if, the ifs kinds of things. But, you know, you it is what it is, and you do what you do. And I know you went through all these intense chemotherapy and treatments, and then you went to alternative treatments. I'm just wondering, in, in retrospect, uh, it's been how many years since she died? Three now? or Is that right? Or, or No, more than that. No, it's much longer than that. She died in 99, so it's been like 14, going on 15 years. In retrospect of 14 years, what what are your thoughts about this as an artist particularly? I know reading your book, you have such great descriptions because of being an artist. I mean, I, I love the way you describe people in the book. You, you know, we know how they look. We know what they're wearing. I mean, it's really, really rich. But I wanted to ask you, in, in retrospect of this, what is your thought about um, alternative treatments and regular treatment? Have you have you got any thoughts about that now? You know, it, it's it's such a difficult subject because uh, I, I don't know if much has changed from 15 years ago, but it was like taking shotgun blasts to the body to to uh, uh, save the life of the. Victim, it's like uh, you know, the the chemo would would completely wipe out the immune system. Uh, people going in and out of the room uh, would have to wear masks and gloves. Uh, 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 at one point, uh, when she got a bone marrow transplant, she she sneezed and her her nose bled for three days, uh, and. Uh, other people who've had bone marrow transplants don't even survive that. She had a young man who was in the same predicament as her, who uh, they were they were uh, sending email messages to each other in the hospital, and uh, he had a bone marrow transplant and died. And when she found that out, it was a, a terrible blow to her. She she lived another year, but and she 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 survived her bone marrow transplant, but. It's just an awful, and, you know, my relationship with her was so intense. Uh, we had a very, we, we had a very, uh, I, just an intuitive, symbolic, uh, deep relationship. She was the closest person to me in the world. And, uh, you know, I, the treatments could cause, by themselves, could cause great suffering and, uh, I, I have a strong sympathetic nervous system, and it, uh, it was just blow after blow, you know, almost to my body itself, uh, going through what she was going through. And I kept thinking, well, because I'm a religious person, maybe God has a plan that's, that, that this could be this could be uh, remedied in a in a gentler way, you know, naturally or through something holistic, and it kept going through my mind, does it have to be this, these terrible traumatic 
uh, medical procedures makes it makes you lose your hair and your eyelashes fall out and your your eyebrows disappear and your uh, you, you you know you have to be on blood transfusions and it's very nasty. So you went for alternative treatments and you know, but you did the you did the standard treatments also. For goodness sake, you did the whole the whole realm. Oh, to begin with, I think in a de- Yes, and it did extend her life. It did extend her life, and it gave us hope. And she was able to, you know, get her go, get her hair back, have a job, travel, do some things. Oh, I love the Make a Wish Foundation. My goodness, I have a lot of respect after reading that. The how fabulous that was going to New York and uh, all that. Oh yeah, Calvin Klein and uh, Liz Claiborne Design Houses hosted us and made us feel like celebrities and gave us a lot of clothes and did you know we drove around New York in a limousine and I thought that was that was phenomenal phenomenal hearing about that well what's going on with you now you're doing your art still and you've written this book I I did this book um, would you suggest to other people writing a book did this bring some um, kind of putting it all together. I kind of felt like you really have it all down here. What a wonderful gift to give to her sister. Yes. Essentially, uh, I, I wasn't willing, I wasn't willing to, to just have Naomi leave this world, and that was it, and, you know, close up shop. It was like, uh, she, she, she lived intensely inside me, uh, uh, even after she left, and uh, I had started writing the book uh, before she died with the anticipation that she was going to be a miracle child, that she was going to live, and that she was going to be one of the fewest of the few to come out on top and be able to tell her story. And I, I started writing even while she was uh, in the midst of her struggle, and then when things became obvious and more dire that she was dying and there was not going to be any miracle, I, I still saw that she herself was a miracle by her the attitude she had about life and, and uh, ever hopeful and non, not complaining and reaching out to others even while she was dying herself. She was a, she was a mesmerizing character and I and I, after she died, I had access to her journals, and uh, that helped me even more in my writing. So the story became something different than a miracle story, in the, in, in, in that uh, it became about a soul's journey in life and how somebody can... You have her comments and her artwork, and it's really a wonderful piece. You know, you've had, a, wow, you've been through a lot. I mean, your dad just died a couple of weeks ago, right? I mean, I appreciate your being on the show today. Um, you, you've got more, some more tragedy going on. Yeah, about a month ago, my father died, and he was a remarkable person. And uh, now I, I envision that him and Naomi are uh, cavorting up there in the other realm, you know, among their comrades and friends and loved ones, and, uh, and then uh, I, I, you know, the circle will all come around and we'll all be together 
shortly, you know. Uh, I, I realize my life is not, even if, even if I live 20, 30 more years, it's just, a, it's, it's nothing in, ter- in terms of eternity. It's like a blink of an eye. And, and then I'll be, I'll be with everyone, too. Uh, and, uh, and she's already made remarkable things happen for me. Uh, yeah, I wanted to ask you, has she impacted you? I mean, is this whole experience, I'm sure it has, has it impacted your art, and if so, how? Yeah, well, um, I feel like after Naomi died, my art um, became even more uh, bold and strong and uh, colorful, and I feel like her spirit uh, came into me. Uh, I, I I do landscape paintings, uh, and... I, I have done probably 30, 40 sunsets since she died, and uh, that's, the sunset hour is so intense, and uh, the sunset might only last 15 minutes, but it's, it's a dazzling show of light, and I don't know why, but I've done so many sunsets, and they all sell, and I feel like that dazzling light, that dying light at the end of the day that gives off so much warmth and feeling uh, that some of what's going on is Naomi's coming through into those sunset paintings I make. I love that. People feel it. Well, I want to tell people that they can uh, access the Stephen Boone Gallery in Santa Fe, New Mexico at StephenBooneGallery.com. So S-T-E-V-E-N-B-O-O-N-E gallery.com because I've been looking at those pictures and they are absolutely beautiful, Stephen. And your gallery looks fabulous and I love Santa Fe. It's such a great place. I haven't been there recently, but I'm going to have to get there now that I know somebody there. Yeah, please, please come and uh, say hi. It is a wonderful city, for, uh, especially for the arts. I call it the Florence of the United States. Absolutely. If people haven't been there, they should definitely go and get Stephen's book. It's called A Heart Traced in the Sand, Reflections on a Daughter's Struggle for Life. And uh, is it on Amazon, Stephen? I assume it is. Yeah, yeah. Amazon and also the website is called heartsand.com. Just heartsand.com. That way you can get a signed copy off of that. Oh, good. Fabulous. Thanks for listening to the show and God bless. You've been listening to Open to Hope Radio, hosted by Drs. Gloria and Heidi Horsley. Like today's edition, all of our past programs are available on demand at opentohope.com, along with helpful articles, videos, resources, and links to help get you through the toughest time of your life. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and sign up for our monthly newsletter. Again, that's opentohope.com. Check it out today. Then be sure to stop by next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time when we'll be posting another edition of Open to Hope Radio. Remember, others have been where you are. They made it through, and you can too, as long as you're open to hope.